and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and uh, this issue's cover delves into a huge bet made by an Indian pharmaceutical giant Dr Reddy's which has partnered with the Russian government to distribute Sputnik 5 its controversial coronavirus vaccine and uh, joining me on the call is the cover story author Manu Balachandran good morning manu nice to have you back good morning abhishek and thank you so much for having me thank you manu let's address the uh, the elephant in the room first and i think you've done that in the story right. is is that the vaccine that uh, russia has claimed that it is working on and it will start mass producing has you know raised quite a few questions in that when it, its first uh, trials began in mid june it involved only 38 people when you compare that with final stage trials of many covid-19 vaccines in america britain china they have recruited tens of thousands and wh- why do you have to do that because you have to rule out any possible side effects even among the rarest of the rare case with that backdrop could you explain their move their decision dr reddy's has had a very good long standing relationship with russia in fact it was the first country that dr reddy's moved out of india in sometime in 1992 and set up a huge business in uh, in russia which is you know even now contributes about 2000 crores to their uh, consolidated uh, annual revenues and they they're fairly strong they they're one of the strongest uh, brands there uh, indian brands there uh, the second aspect is that they were quite late into the whole vaccine race they didn't really embark on a, on you know tying up with partners while say you know serum institute of india and uh, and many others you know of course the indigenous companies indigenous manufacturing has also happened um so so dr reddy's really didn't have a partner and then they saw that you know sputnik 5 of course was the first vaccine to be registered uh, and they saw an opportunity there with the rdif to go ahead and set up a partnership so now their dealers will essentially buy about 100 million new uh, vaccines and they will make an upfront payment of them disclose how much they will have to pay up for that but uh, eventually if and as and when if it works out uh, they will they see huge potential in even manufacturing it in india as of yesterday what has happened is the government uh, suggests that you know they must also try and do uh, the phase 2 trials in india not directly go for phase 3 and that was a question i had asked the uh, asked the management earlier on whether they have all the requisite approvals and you know things like that and they will go by what the government advises them to do and from the science uh, perspective what does the uh, vaccine do you know there are multiple ways to address or to kill the virus or to suppress its spread my understanding is that it is also very similar to what astrazeneca is developing which is basically you you know you're developing the vaccine on the uh, based on the human adenovirus uh, which is basically the common cold virus that we have you fuse it with the spike protein of the covid-19 and then you create an immune response which is essentially what astrazeneca is doing but there are a lot of other companies who are working on different different methods to work around creating the vaccine but so far of course astrazeneca or this model is what seems to be a most favored one because that is perhaps why even astrazeneca is the front runner but the, but there's of course the problem about you know I mean because it's russia and they have not really disclosed know all of the details about what's going on and in fact that was actually questioned in the lancet report uh, you know when it was published they really wanted to see the pattern they really wanted to see the raw data because they felt that you know somewhere along there there's there's some sort of fudging that is happening so we'll have to wait and see but it's a vaccine that has been uh, registered and apparently has been given to people in moscow from last what i heard about 3000 people have been given that vaccine and i think there's going to be a booster doses of that and that is something even if everybody you know sort of believes as long as it it can sort the problem out and if it can work 
then then maybe there's something good in that right and clearly uh, dr reddy's uh, has uh, you know entrusted its uh, faith in the vaccine so what were some of the uh, reasons uh, that uh, gv prasad thinks that it is a good bet the the article that you wrote suggests that you know russia has been very open with them right. although that may not have been the case with the world so what is it that dr reddy's knows that the rest of us probably don't <laughs> i think that's a difficult question to answer I, I, so that is all the information i also have they have disclosed you know they have been very open with them uh, in terms of you know sharing the data and where it's going and all of that but the other side of it is that this also brings in and this is something that you know experts within the industry mention is that you know it's a quid pro quo because russia is a very institutionalized sort of business you know the better you have a relationship with say the sovereign fund it gives you more access to the business even within uh, within russia may not necessarily be with covid but there are other areas that dr reddy's focuses on and if if you are in the good books it will actually eventually help them in running their business in russia right not too long ago i think it was a, a few months ago mr punawala of uh, serum uh, institute he gave an interview to the new york times where he was talking about how the company can make quick decisions because it's a family run uh, business but uh, i quote from the piece it says that this uh, bet quote could cost the family hundreds of millions of dollars unquote uh, what they will want to do with astrazeneca on the oxford uh, vaccine what is the equivalent uh, for dr reddy's when it comes to partnering with the russian government on their vaccine so i'll tell you something first before the new york times actually wrote that piece about you know costing millions of dollars we had put out the story and mr punawala had actually told us about that and primarily the reason for that was because you know adar punawala was looking to sell a stake in serum institute sometime back in 2015 and he didn't do that and uh, that is the reason why he could bet on an unproven vaccine and he could bet millions of uh, of dollars on this vaccine and here of course mentioned that the opportunity cost here is huge and you don't know the risk coming because the losses could run into millions but if it works well and good but with dr reddy's they haven't uh, really explained or they haven't told us how much they are making upfront payment all we know is that there's going to be an upfront payment they will have to buy those 100 million units from from the russian government but the pricing for that uh, if there's going to be a solution for the covid crisis then there's no price that is too high if it can solve the problems but of course india is a it's a different country you can't be having a you know vaccine that is priced extremely high because even serum institute of india has to actually they've got an agreement where they will sell it at less than 3 uh, you know at best probably go a little more than that and of course they will want the government to step in because he had made a statement that you know the indian government should have about 80000 crores to deal with uh, buying these vaccines and of course then eventually giving it for free or whatever the mechanism that the government adopts to selling it to people but of course i don't think the pricing of this will be extremely high or on the other end uh, gv prasad is clear that you know if there's a solution people will be willing to pay for that and they also have uh, started dishing out medication related to covid-19 for i think for severe or mild symptoms is what i understand they have certain drugs yes so that is how they've categorized it and you know because this was their core strength when we are talking about drugs uh, and not vaccines this has been their core strength so since the time the crisis sort of came into the picture uh, they started focusing on the treatment on therapeutics so you have different categories of covid uh, problems so that that could be mild cases they could be moderate cases and they could be severe cases now severe cases just like with donald trump in the us where he was given remdesivir uh, they struck up a deal to actually sell remdesivir in india so that is in the case of the severe uh, severe category and critical category 
Then the cases which are moderate, they had actually signed a deal with Fujifilm for Abigan, uh, again a drug. Uh, these are all therapeutics, right? So they like to think that, you know, even if a vaccine comes out, it's not going to be very easy or very quick that, you know, you know billions of people will be covered in that. We're going to still have people who will need medication, uh, who are going to contact the virus. So at some point, uh, you need treatment. And that is why they're ramping up on their play there. And they're quite clear on that as well. So unlike, say, Adar Punawala, who's betting on just the vaccine, this is in relation to the question you had asked earlier. They're looking at vaccines and they're looking at medication and therapeutics and drugs and things like that. One of the primary reasons for the firm for taking this route for, for the first time in 36 years is, is that they want to make further inroads in India where they haven't had a significant presence. Would that be correct? Absolutely. By Mr. G.V. Prasad's own admission, they're not in the top 10 pharmaceutical companies in India. They used to be at one point, sometime in the early 2000s. But of course, management decision to start chasing the global market, which brings in much more revenue. You know, somewhere along, they lost track of uh, the Indian market. The demand and the market is such that they've begun to realize that India is a crucial market. And if you want to, uh, you know, increase your play, you've got to have uh, a good uh, hold in the Indian market and the domestic market. And they want to improve on their R&D and things like that. And just last couple of questions. There was some sort of a warning that they had received for having deviated from what is called CGMP or current good manufacturing practice at some of its manufacturing facilities in Andhra Pradesh. What was that about and and how does it impact their business overall in India? Uh, It didn't really impact their overall business in India. But of course, I mean, these things are, uh, it doesn't show the company in good light, especially in markets like the US, you know, when you look at an Indian company. It's not a great sign that you've got uh, US FDA warnings on their manufacturing practices. So they had ordered sometime in 2015 for three of their manufacturing facilities. And Mr. G.V. Prasad had taken uh, quite seriously because it, it happened under his watch. Of course, he was quite upset and then they had to bring in changes. And the part of the reason why he mentioned that is because, you know, because the company had grown leaps and bounds. You lose control over things. So you had to bring in a culture, and which is what he focused on in that past five years. You brought in a new management, um, exactly, you know, a whole bunch of uh, top-level, senior-level guys from CEO to the HR head to the manufacturing head. You brought people from Coke. uh, You brought people from other biotech companies and so on. Shell, the HR person is from Shell. Just to get the whole organizational structure in place, processes in place, uh, you make sure that, you know, there are no data fudging happening. So you bring electronic notebook, lab notebooks uh, to ensure that there are no questions about data that happens. It was about just getting the organizational structure correct, uh, getting new processes in place and things like that. And and of course, I mean, bringing in that that whole new culture. So now they're in the clear and, you know, Indian companies are notorious for this. Uh, Indian companies last year alone, some 19 companies had got uh, warnings from the FDA. Dr. Eddies has uh, never been uh, busier. It uh, appears uh, to be so. So on one hand, you've got... uh, the race for the vaccine with many competitors and they, they agree that they are a little late in the day and then you've right. got, uh, you know, they have to fix their uh, house in order. So all the very best to them on that one. And uh, thank you very much, uh, Manu, for your time on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Abhishek. Uh, and stay safe. <laughs> yes, you too. And and uh, <laughs> same goes for all our listeners who can find this podcast on ForbesIndia.com, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher or any of your favorite podcast channels. And uh, also the print subscriptions have begun again to have someone call you for a subscription message Forbes to 51818. And also look for other podcasts from uh, Forbes India. There's one called Teenpreneur, an interview series with young entrepreneurs. And 
we also have from the bookshelf of Forbes India conversations about business economics and books